Well, amen. Thank you so much. Thank you to the tech team up there. I appreciate them. And thank you for the worship team and Israel and the worship team. Foundations book I'm going to lay up here. If you'd like to take a look at it, we'll be having D group leader training coming up this fall, sometime this fall. So I hope you'll be praying about being a D group leader. D group, the D stands for discipleship. This is, does not replace Sunday school. Sunday school is the hub of our church. We are, Sunday school classes are so important. D groups is something to add to that. It meets throughout the week. I'm part of a group of guys. We meet here in the prayer garden on Monday evenings. Love our time. We, you have five days of reading. Some groups, you can read three of those. You can read four of them, five of them. You read those five chapters, you write down some things, and then you come together and share what you've learned from God's word. Uh, a leader is more of a facilitator of just kind of keeping you moving forward and when the time ends and just uh, making sure everybody's on the same page. And so we need, we need leaders. We need men and women. We've got folks who want to be part of D groups. We need folks who are going to facilitate and lead those. We need some senior adults to, to lead. We need some young adults. We need folks who will step up and be part of our D groups. We'll turn to 1 John. So excited about being able to talk today about perseverance. Charles Spurgeon said this. He said, by perseverance, the snail reached the ark. Yeah, just think about it for a minute. Perseverance, learning to persevere, learning to, to keep going forward. We're going to be celebrating perseverance today. We're going to be celebrating keeping on, keeping on. And we're going to see today that perseverance gives evidence of our faith. The perseverance that we persevere is not what saves us. That we keep on keeping on is not what saves us. Obedience. We talked a couple of weeks ago about Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. We read in 1 John, you can know that you know if you keep my commandments. Obedience does not save us, but it's evidence of our faith. Last week we talked about love. Not loving the things of this world and the world, but to love God and to love Jesus. Love, that's not what saves us. It is Jesus is what saves us. And so we're talking today about perseverance. Here's what the Baptist faith and message, and that is the statement of our faith, of what we believe as a people. Here's what it says about perseverance. All true believers endure to the end. Those whom God has accepted in Christ and sanctified by his spirit will never fall away from the state of grace but shall persevere to the end. Believers may fall into sin through neglect and temptation, whereby they grieve the Spirit, impair their graces and comforts, and bring reproach on the cause of Christ and temporal judgments on themselves. Yet they shall be kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. So we're, we're talking today about the evidence of our faith is through perseverance. When you go through difficult times, when you go through challenging times, when, when you lose a spouse through death, when a child has sickness, when you lose your job, when, when things happen in your life, these challenges that come, it's an opportunity as you move through them and your faith does not waver and you continue in your faith, it is evidence that you belong to Jesus. When we persevere through difficulties, when we persevere through challenging times, 
It gives us evidence. I belong to Jesus. Again, persevering doesn't save us, but it gives evidence that we are children of God. Here's a definition of perseverance. Steady, persistence, and a course of action, a purpose, a state, especially in spite of difficulties, obstacles, or discouragement. Perseverance reveals genuine faith. It's God's way of confirming in us, you have been born again. You belong to me. Now, if you go through difficulty and you go through challenges and you walk away from your faith, then that gives evidence that you do not, that you do not have genuine faith. That gives evidence that you aren't truly saved. Because truly those who have been saved will persevere. And we're going to see in a minute in 1 John, the reason that we can persevere through difficulties is because we have the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what keeps us persevering. That's what keeps us moving forward. And so whenever we think about qualities of life, when we think about obedience, there's not a greater example than Jesus. Jesus is the greatest example. He obeyed the Father. He, he obeyed the law. He, he was perfect in all ways. When we think about love, there's not a greater example than Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave. God commended his love toward us that while we were set sin still sinners, he gave. He gave Jesus. Jesus is a beautiful example, the greatest example of love. And then when we come to perseverance, there's not a greater example than Jesus. Jesus came, left heaven, born of a virgin, came and lived a sinless life to go and to die for us. And he always persevered through all that he faced. There in the wilderness, the enemy tried to get him to give in to temptation. Jesus just kept on keeping on. Through his life, time after time, enemy was coming up against him and there was opposition. Jesus just kept on keeping on because his eyes was steadfast to Jerusalem and to the cross and he persevered. Aren't you thankful that Jesus persevered and stayed on the path to the cross? Can you say amen to that? I mean, he did that for us. Listen to what Hebrews 12, 2 says. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We've been studying on Wednesday nights in Revelation. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him. What was that joy? Well, glory to the Father. Obedience to the Father. That joy of us, you, and me, of being reconciled, we could be reconciled with God, us as sinful people, with a holy God. That was the joy that was set before him. He says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus is the example of persevering. He never quit. He never stopped. He stayed persistent. He stayed consistent. He was steady, moving forward. Nothing was going to keep him from what God's plan was for his life, for him to go and to die for us. He, there in the garden, he prayed, not my will, but your will be done. Perseverance. Here in 1 John, if you're there in 1 John chapter 2, we're going to read verse 18 through verse 27. Next week, we'll pick back up in verse 28. We'll be talking about the return of Christ next week. 
But we pick up in verse 18 of 1 John 2, and we're going to be talking about perseverance. Little children. Now remember, John's in his 90s as he's writing this letter. So he's an older man, and he, when, you're, when you're in your 90s, everybody's little children to you. You know, it's just this, this gentleness about him, little children. You know, he just, he cares. You can feel the compassion he has for the people. Little children, it is the last hour. Now think about it. This was written at the end of the first century. So we're talking just a little under 2,000 years ago when this was written. But here we see John making this statement. It's the last hour. The time is coming soon when Jesus is coming again. Think about it. If it's the last hour, some almost 2,000 years ago, we must be in the last few minutes. Can you say amen? I mean, it's got to be getting close. I mean, the last hour. The return of Jesus is certain. He is coming again. We sense that it's soon. We, we sense there's a moving of the Holy Spirit and there's an urgency for the people of God to be about the work of God. We sense there's an urgency for the church that, that the time is drawing near. We, we see the, the signs in our world and we see the way the world is heading and we begin to say, hey, it's, it's coming soon. He's coming soon. There needs to be an urgency to share the gospel. There needs to be an urgency to put things that are priority first in our life and to live for Jesus. There's a priority. And so John says, man, this is the last hour. And we say today, hey, we're in the last minutes. Jesus could return today. Do you know that? He could come back even this moment. There is nothing to hinder the return of Christ. God has it all laid out. He's got a plan in place. And there's a moment when everything's going to change. And Jesus is coming again. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be this month. It could be this year. It could be next year. It could be 100 years from now. Only God knows but we need to be a people. John and his generation believed it was the last hour. There is no difference for us. The generation that we're in today, the attitude in our hearts should be, this is the last hour. The, the time is near. There, there should be an urgency for us. Whatever generation we're in, it should feel like it's the last hour for the return of Christ. And it should be on our hearts and our minds. I've told you before, Jen and I, when we pray together at night, that's usually how we end our prayer. Lord, if you return tonight, man, we'll be thankful. But if not, help us be faithful. We don't want that just to be idle words. We don't want that just to be a repetition. But you know what it does for Jen and I? It always reminds us, the Lord's coming again. And the decisions before us needs to be in light of the return of Christ. We're going to see next week. We don't want to be found ashamed when he comes back. And so John says, hey, it's the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. Now think about there. There's capital A in the New King James here. The Antichrist. This is an individual that we'll be studying about in the book of Revelation. The other parts of the Bible calls him the son of perdition, call him the lawless one. There's different names. Daniel gives him different names. This one who is going to come on the scene in the last days, who is going to lead the last rebellion against God. The word antichrist, the word anti means 
uh, against. It would be against Christ in opposition to Christ. It also can mean instead of. So it's sort of like a counterfeit. This instead of that. And so this one, this Antichrist, is going to be the counterfeit Savior for the world. He's going to mislead and deceive all the world. And it's going to lead us into a time of tribulation. Uh, I believe it will happen around the time of the, the rapture, that the church will be raptured out. The beginning of this tribulation and Antichrist moving and working and deceiving during that time. And John says he's coming. He's coming. This one who will oppose God one last time. But then he goes on to say, even now, many Antichrists have come. By which we know that it is the last hour. The many Antichrist has a little a there. And that's the understanding of the, the spirit of the Antichrist, the movement of the Antichrist, the, the work of the Antichrist, opposing the work of God, giving a counterfeit for truth. That spirit is among us today. It began in the beginning in Genesis as Satan deceived Adam and Eve and it continued on. It went on with Cain then as Cain was a spirit of the Antichrist in the sense that he was trying to have a works religion instead of a faith religion. And so it's continued all through history. We have many Antichrists who have the spirit of the Antichrist who is teaching against God, who is leading people and deceiving people, is teaching heresy and he's going to warn us about them and so he says because of this we know it's the last hour there are many antichrists in our world today there are many people who are teaching falsehood who are teaching misleading and deceiving gospels there there's the gospel the health and wealth message there's the works gospel there is false teaching all in our world, and you need to be careful what podcast you're listening to. You need to be careful who you're listening to when they preach. You need to be careful who you're reading. You need to be careful and make sure it lines up with the Word of God. This passage is going to say, when you abide in my Word, and you have the anointing, and because you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you've received the Holy Spirit, you can know when things aren't true. And so he says here, listen, be aware there are false teachers. So you make sure who you're listening to. You make sure it lines up with Scripture. Don't just take somebody's word at work that says, well, the Bible says this. You make sure it lines up with what the Bible says. Okay? And so he's talking about these antichrists. And then he says in verse 19, here's the, the key verse about persevering. He says this, they... These antichrists, these who deny Jesus, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be manifest that none of them were, were of us. So John is teaching here about perseverance. First, on the negative side there, those who do not persevere, those who walk away from the faith, those who go through difficulty and go through challenges, and, and the, the parable of the sower talks about it. When the troubles of this world comes and, and their faith didn't have any root and they just wither away. People who do not persevere, those who walk away from their faith, John says, they were not part of us. 
They weren't true believers because they have walked away from their faith, because they have, they have turned away from the truth. And he says, those who are believers, notice what, they continue with us. If you're truly born again, you're going to continue in the faith. Even when struggles come, even when difficulties come, it is evidence of our faith that we continue. Now, let me just say it one more time. Just because you persevere, your persevering is not what saves you. You persevere because you are saved. Can you say amen? Do you get that? I hope you don't misunderstand what I'm saying. And thank you for joining us online. All you folks who are traveling for fall break, we're so glad you're joining us. Get it clear. We're saved by one way. And that's who, church? Jesus. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is not a work-based teaching. This is not what saves us. Obedience is not what saves us. Love is not what saves us. Perseverance is not what saves us. We persevere, we obey, we love because we have been saved. And it's a response. We now have the Holy Spirit and we respond by persevering. So when you go through difficulty, church, and, and you're in the middle of that difficulty and you're tempted to want to just quit, you're tempted just to want to walk away, there's a part in you, the Holy Spirit, that ain't going to let you. You're going to continue. You're going to persevere. Will you struggle some? Yeah. Will you stumble into the darkness sometimes? Yeah. Will you mess up sometimes? Yeah. But man, if you belong to him, you're going to persevere. You're going to keep on keeping on. The Holy Spirit's going to bring you back. I told the early service, I had to repent last night. My, my wonderful wife sent me to Walmart to get an order. So that's supposed to be a fast way to get food, right? So I go and I sit there for doggone 45 minutes waiting to get the Walmart order. Maybe that's normal. I don't know. But on a Saturday night preacher who is about at his end, I, uh, I had to repent right there in the parking lot because I had a terrible attitude. Man, I was just like, are you kidding me? You ever been there? Are you kidding me? I had to repent. The Holy Spirit convicted me. It was evidence of my faith last night because I was miserable. I had to uh, repent to my wife, ask her for my terrible attitude to the Lord. Let me tell you something. When you stumble into darkness, just like your preacher did last night, if you belong to him, he's not going to let you stay there in the darkness. He's going to convict you. Now, you can wander around there for a while and live under the judgment of that sin in your life and all the, the, separ the, the separation in your fellowship, but you belong to him. If you truly belong to him, you're going to keep on keeping on. You're going to continue. And so persevering, you guys that have been through some really hard times, when you keep on keeping on, God's revealing to you that's evidence of your faith. Sharon Titsworth joined the church at the early service today. And she was just sharing her testimony. She says, uh, my daughter, if, if you guys knew Vance and Sharon's daughter that died, she was a special needs. And then her, her husband passed away and then she had cancer. And she said, you know what? It wasn't me keeping through all that. It was God bringing me through all that. And that's the thing I want you to see today. I'm not talking about 
we got to hold on to Jesus. And, and if we hold on to Jesus through all of this, we're going to be okay. No, it ain't us holding on to Jesus. It's Jesus holding on to us. Can you say amen? It's him holding on to us. And we go through the, these difficult times. We persevere. Why? We're getting ready to see. Because the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, because the working of God in our life, because Jesus has got a hold of us. And that gets us through these difficult times. And it gives us evidence that we belong to him. And so verse 19, those who do not continue with us, they walk away from the faith. John says, they never were part of us to begin with. They never were part of us to begin with. Verse 20, but you, here he talks to us now, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Here's, there's the good part. He says, hey, when you were saved, you received, a, received an anointing of the Holy Spirit. You received the Holy Spirit when you were saved. When I was a young boy in Skyline Heights Baptist Church, when I got down on my knees and I said, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I've messed up. And I believe you died for me and rose again. And I want you to save me. At that moment, I received the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God lives in me now. The Spirit of God. I'm to yield to the Spirit. I'm to abide in the Word of God and abide in the Spirit. And so he says, you have an anointing from the Holy One. Now, don't confuse some teaching in our community and in our world that this is some second baptism. This is some special gift that you get the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You get the Holy Spirit when you receive Jesus. Can you say amen? amen? You don't have to speak in tongues. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. You receive it as a gift from God. You receive the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And you're to know all things because the Holy Spirit will teach us, help us understand the word of God. Verse 21, I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and that no lie is of the truth. He's saying there's some false teachers out here. They're trying to work their way into the church. But because you have the Holy Spirit, you will know what is true. You're to abide in the word and the Holy Spirit will tell you and will show you when what you hear is a lie and not the truth. And then he goes back to the Antichrist, these false teachers. He says, who is a liar, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist, who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. That's what we see about these that who, who have not continued with us are those who deny Jesus now. That, that's the ones who have walked away from the faith. They deny Jesus. Verse 24, 24, 25, 26, 27 Five times he's going to say the word abide. Here's the importance of abiding in the word of God. Therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, eternal life. Amen? Eternal life. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it taught you, you will abide in him. He's saying you don't need to be listening 
to these false teachers who were saying they only have the anointing. They got the special anointing. You can't understand scripture and you don't know. He's not saying you shouldn't learn from others. He's writing a letter trying to teach. He's not saying you shouldn't learn from others. He's just saying make sure they line up with scripture. Make sure that the Holy Spirit in you, you'll know what's true. But he's also saying you don't have to have somebody to teach you. The Holy Spirit can teach you. You can learn on your own because of the Holy Spirit. And so he talks about abiding. We're going to pray and we're going to take just a couple of minutes and talk about this passage. As we pray, let's pray for Larry Smith. We want, he's having surgery on Tuesday. So let's pray for Larry. Continue to pray for Curtis's mom and for Isabel and uh, Jane Flannery got to come home. So we're thankful for that. Let's pray. Lord, so much here. Man, this is good stuff. Thank you for, for teaching us today. Thank you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit that we have received your Holy Spirit and because of that, our eyes are open to truth and we grow in our faith. The Holy Spirit is the one who's teaching us as we read your word, as we hear others teach your word. We grow and we learn and we're more prepared when false teachers come and when the, the deceiver comes. Lord, thank you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you that you're giving us evidence that we belong to. You're giving us confidence that we are kept by you when we persevere through difficulties. Lord, that shows that our faith is real, that our faith is genuine. And Lord, you're such a gracious and merciful God. If our faith isn't real, you want to bring that to the surface. And as we go through difficulties, so we'll recognize that our faith is shallow, has no root, and that we need to make things right with you. And so, Lord, if there's anyone here that today or listening online who is not a true believer... Lord, they've been living a counterfeit. They've been depending on their works, been dependent on the works of others besides Jesus. Lord, I pray that you draw them to you and they be saved today. Lord, help us to keep on keeping on. No matter what comes our way, teach us from your word in the name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. Just for a few minutes, let's talk about perseverance. Let's just talk a few things about perseverance. Perseverance isn't something that's very prevalent today. Think about marriages. We're called to persevere in our marriage. That's not a negative thing. It's not a negative thing to stay in that marriage you're in. I understand I'm talking to an audience and I'm talking to an audience at home where a lot of you are divorced. I understand that. And I understand just like we heard a testimony in Upward, a wonderful testimony by Laura about how she was in an abusive relationship, an abusive marriage, and God delivered her from that. I understand that all marriages don't work out. I do know that God picks up the pieces and blesses again, and I thank God for that. But I'm talking about whatever marriage you're in today. If, if all's possible, persevere in that marriage. Persevere. God intends. Young people, hear me. Single adults, hear me. Single young people who want to get married, hear me. God's intention for marriage, one man, one woman, till death do us part. That's God's intention. Now, I understand a lot of you, that didn't happen. I understand in, in relationships, things break apart. Maybe you had every intention for it to be that way and the other didn't. I understand all that. I understand God picks up the pieces. I understand God blesses again. But I'm saying from this day, if all that's possible, let's persevere in our marriages. We are to be different than the world. We're to persevere. We're to forgive one another. We're to work things out. Now, if you're in an abusive relationship, that's a, that's a different subject. That's a, that's a different thing. But I'm talking about in our marriages, whether it's your first marriage, your second marriage, your third marriage, your 21st marriage. I don't know. 
what number it is for you. But whatever number it is, recommit today, persevering. Our marriages are to be a reflection and a beautiful picture of Jesus and the church. And let us persevere. So thankful for all of the, the wonderful examples of folks who've been married 40 years and 50 years and 60 years. Thank you for that example. May we persevere in our marriages and may we persevere in our faith. This passage is telling us counterfeit Christians don't continue. Counterfeit Christians throw in the towel when the going gets rough. We who are believers, we need to persevere. Perseverance means that we keep on keeping on. And when we persevere through these things, the Bible's teaching us the reason we can, it's because we have the Holy Spirit who will guide us and help us and strengthen us through these difficult times. And so as we persevere and we continue in our faith, it is a wonderful, beautiful evidence that we belong to him. Again, I'm not talking about us holding on to Jesus. It's Jesus holding on to us. And so as we think about perseverance, some things he talks about that will help us to persevere. He says to abide in my word. We are to be a people who keeps on keeping on. We are to be a people who doesn't matter what happens in our life. We're going to keep on keeping on. We're going to persevere because of the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Church, hear me. In our lifetime, we're going to begin to see some persecution. If you agree with that, say amen. amen. It's coming. It's coming. And we who are, have genuine, true faith, we're called to persevere. We're called not to quit. We're called not to deny Jesus. We're called to, to name the name of Jesus, confess Jesus as Lord, no matter the consequences. Can you say amen? And we are a people. When you have been truly born again, we're, we're called to persevere. And God gives us the power through his Holy Spirit. So when you abide in his word, abide in prayer, abide in the fellowship of believers, abide in love, abide in Jesus, he says here, we're to abide. That's how you persevere. The power of the word of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, helping us to keep moving on, to keep on keeping on, no matter what that we face. In our obedience, in our love, in our perseverance, in perseverance, all of these things, we're responding to what Jesus has done in our life. We're responding. It's a result of our salvation. It's a fruit of our salvation that we've trusted in Christ. We have an enemy. The enemy and the spirit of the Antichrist and chaos and confusion and fear all these things are attempting to discourage us, to defeat us, to keep us from keeping on. It's, it's trying to cause us to quit, to stop serving, to stop caring. But it's the Holy Spirit is the one who resonates in our hearts, who says to us, keep on keeping on. He, he's not going to let us quit because we belong to him. So if you've gotten discouraged, you, you've gotten down, you're overwhelmed with fear or, or the chaos, man, today it's just a word of encouragement. Keep on keeping on.
We, as the people of God, we persevere. And we're going to keep on keeping on because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we keep on keeping on, it reveals to us evidence. I belong to Jesus. And he's got a hold of me. And he's keeping me in his care. Church, we're called to persevere. It's a calling. It's evidence of our faith. And we're powered by the Holy Spirit, able to persevere. If you're here and you've stumbled into the darkness, just like your pastor did last night in the Walmart parking lot, and you stumbled into darkness, you have to do what I do. You need to do what I do and just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I have a terrible attitude. I was very unchristlike in my attitude. Maybe there's some things in your life you've stumbled into the darkness and the Holy Spirit has been gnawing away at you and you know you're living in sin. Today, confess that to God. God, I'm, I'm in sin. God, forgive me. Oh, and you transform back from walking in darkness back to walking in the light. You're out of fellowship with Jesus. You belong to him and he's drawing you back. And I pray you would come do that today. And then there's some here, maybe in your homes who are lost. Maybe you've been depending on your works to save you. And the Holy Spirit has revealed to you your need for Jesus to confess your sins. Would you come and be saved today? Would you come and confess Jesus as Lord? Would you do that? Would you stand with me for prayer? Lord, thank you that you persevered. You kept on keeping on. You set your face toward Jerusalem, toward the cross, and you never, you never quit. Lord, as we persevere through the power of the Holy Spirit, abiding in your word and prayer and fellowship and in love and abiding with you, you, you're helping us to persevere. And as we persevere through difficult times, as our faith holds up, it gives us evidence that we belong to you. Lord, if we've gone through difficult times and our faith didn't hold up and we just walked away, then that's your mercy showing us that we never truly were saved. Lord, I pray that you would draw those to you today. Lord, this world is at a point where we believe we're in the last hour, the last minutes, that the time is near. May there be an urgency in us to share the gospel and to live out our faith. Lord, help us that we will persevere. And as we do, it brings you glory and it gives evidence of our faith. Lord, take this time together as we sing this invitation for us to respond as you have led us to. For your glory, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.